Welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are two witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and life in the Deep South. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Selena. And I'm Luna. And you're listening to Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. Ooh. Yay, look at the weather. Ah, uh, how gorgeous. Finally. Sweater weather. It's, right? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. So close. We're, well, you have a sweater this on. morning? I know. Oh my God, it's so nice it to come out. It was when I got up. And it's not 3,000 degrees. I know. I could use a little rain, though. My plants are looking real. It is a little dry. Real droopy. I just don't want to come out and water them. Yeah. Well, last time we were on, who we were complaining about how much rain we were. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. It had been raining for three weeks. I have. I just need like some balance. Yeah. If I could just get a little rain, like one once a week. The other. Let's have a rain. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Hurricane Ian just sucked it all out of the atmosphere. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's been a crazy situation. Um, it really has. My husband was looking at pictures where it had literally sucked all the water out of. I was watching Tampa it at Bay. work that day that it came through, oh my and God. oh my god. It's 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 really bad. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. So it I is. hope that all our listeners in Florida are mm-hmm. safe and have power. Mm-hmm. And our thoughts and our hearts are with y'all. Yes. You know how it is. We, we lived through Katrina here, and yeah, yeah, we were with y'all. Yes. So please be safe. Um, I feel like our hurricane season is just going to be later this year. Like I feel like we're going to keep on hurricaning on through mm, the winter. More. It can go on. <laughs> right? You're not having that? Mm-mm. Luna says no. No, not this Sorry, year. hurricane season. <laughs> um, um, what else has been going on? We've had a lot going on. I'm trying to remember what we discussed the last time we were on the show. But I don't remember. <laughs> so, I'll just talk about what we've been doing. Okay, let's do that. So, I am super excited about our Samhain Festival I that's know. coming up. What's going on? Oh my gosh, so I've been, this has actually been in the works since like May. Mm-hmm. I know it has. Um, and, you know, we've been doing like all the outlines of rituals mm-hmm. and classes and it's just, it's a lot. Putting yeah. together like a festival, even a small one, which mm-hmm. this is a small one. It's a big um, job. It's a huge job. Mm-hmm. So people who do that all the time, <laughs> wow. Um, I hope you have a really good team. So I have a really good uh, team. It's a small team, mm-hmm. but it's a good team. So we're in the process of, we're, it's on now. Like registration is open. People are signing up. We have limited space. So if you're wanting to come, get your tickets. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a link in the show thingy things. And you've probably seen it on our social media here mm-hmm. and there. Um, but yes, get your tickets because we don't have, we, we have a limited amount of of seats available okay. but it's going to be awesome we've got some vendors we've got some mm-hmm. excellent presenters if i do no, say so myself i am i'm teaching a class i am Shocker. Uh, but not just me there are <laughs> others as well we're gonna have a bonfire like bring your drums bring your tambourine bring in the drum bring yep. your flute bring in the drum. whatever it is we're going to have um, a bardic circle, so we've got a storyteller that's oh, coming. Oh, that's so cool. And she's fantastic. Um, super fantastic. Like, 
I wish I had this talent. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna develop this talent. But um, yeah, she's coming, and uh, she is out of New Orleans. Her name is Ashara Mayhem. Oh, cool! And she's coming to do some storytelling around the campfire while we like eat. And I love her anyway. She's a great great person, mm-hmm. and we're going to um just just hang out after after everything is done. It's gonna be so fun. I know. Oh, I is can't it going to be an all-day thing? Or is it yeah. Just be well, we're going to start at noon. Okay. Like, the gates are going to open at noon. Um, there's going to be just, like, vendor time, mm-hmm. social time, getting registered time. And then we'll do our opening circle. will be at 1. Mm-hmm. And then classes start at 2. And we're just going to keep going after that. There'll be another class. And then there'll be some, like, vendor social time mm-hmm. before the evening ritual. Evening ritual, I believe, starts at 6.30. Okay. And then... Um, should be right at sunset. Like, it should be just getting dark about that time. And then we'll have our ritual, which is going to be fantastic. I'm super excited about the... the, Look, y'all have not experienced this level before. Because I haven't had the space. Mm -hmm. But now I do. So it's going to be fantastic. You do not want to miss this ritual. Um... And then we're going to have our bonfire and storytelling and, and food. food and a little bum bum bum. A little yeah. bum 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 drums. Ah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yay. It's going to be fun. I'm excited too. And we're going to be, um, the proceeds from this um, event is going to help us bring in, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're trying to get Paul Rowan to come in and do a weekend long, like three day uh, ritual drumming workshop. Yes. And I'm excited about that. So this is going to help fund that and get him here and hopefully create more opportunities for for us to bring in speakers and presenters and have more stuff like this. Yeah, I'd like to have bigger, you know, events as as things unfold for us. So I love it. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So come if you want. If you if you if it wasn't in your plans to come to Mississippi in November, (laughs) you know, change your plans plans. because this is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be outside too. I love. My nose is itchy. Are you blooming? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what's blooming right now, but it is aggravating the fire out of my nose. I don't know either. I think there's a lot of goldenrod out here right now. Oh, probably so. A lot of people have been sneezing. All the ragweed type stuff starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Older right. I get, something new pops up every year. Oh, well. <laughs> Isn't that exciting, just though? Just one more thing. You just never know what it's going to be. <laughs> just one more thing. Does something else leave, or does it just add no, to it? No, it just the... adds to it. Okay, well. Nothing ever leaves. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about Samhain. I am. I just got back from a little uh, weekend visit with... Our uh, former co-host, mm-hmm, Aoife, Aoife, in her new home, which is gorgeous. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in this many years, three years. <laughs> um, I haven't seen her face in all that time. I know. And that's unacceptable. She looked great in the pictures. She always looks great. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's fantastic. She's working on some projects. Um that I got to look at, so that was exciting. That's cool. We just mostly lounged around, which and you went to. Eat. I don't generally do, so we watched a bunch of movies and ate everything in Lafayette. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's no food left there. I I feel I bad. That. I don't Not feel Lafayette. bad actually. It was so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was nice. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just immediately 
back to work. So you were in Lafayette, Louisiana? I was. Okay. I did y'all was. go downtown on Saturday night? No. Because you know what we were doing on Saturday night? In our pajamas, <laughs> watching some movies. Okay. Because we were so full. From eating all that good food. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was so nice. I know. It was it. nice. Um, and then what else? What else is going on? Um, I think we already talked about our maven ritual the last time. Mm-hmm. That was a fun time. Yep. Uh, classes are open. Registration yep. for um, mystery school classes with me are open. So if you're mm-hmm. local and you would like to take uh, Temple of Witchcraft mystery school classes, it mm-hmm. is an excellent, excellent, excellent program. Um, yeah, so we might share some stuff about that, too. Have we done that already? I think oh. we did. We haven't. No. Yeah. But we no. will. Sorry about that. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, we <clears throat> we'll will have, have done that. Yeah. yeah, we could put some info um, up about him. What you got going on? I'm working. You're dressed uh, for spooky season. I am. I love I'm it. so ready. I'm so excited. October is my favorite month of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year. So this month is really big for me. Oh, yeah. The season so, of the witch. I'm excited. I love October. My mommy was born in October. My mommy. <laughs> so she's a Libra. So that was fun. Um, just growing up. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> so her birthday is coming up. So actually, by the time this comes out, her birthday will have been just a few days ago. So happy yeah. birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Mom. And uh, yeah, October. I know. October. So how is it? That. Also, how is it already October of 2022? It's already October. Yeah, it's right, right now. It's yeah, happening. It feels like it was January. Uh, last you know, week a little while ago yeah I know. This, just, this year has just flown by this year's been so damn busy like well, we've it's had just to been catch a up from code for the last two years that's and everybody's true. playing catch up yeah and i think we're doing a lot of like overlapping mm-hmm. like we started doing all kinds of online stuff during covid mm-hmm. and now it's like we want to go back to in-person stuff but still maintain that level of online yeah. presence and it's just like <gasps> I'm overwhelmed it's completely. It's work. Yeah. yeah. It's extra mm-hmm. work. But that's okay. <clears throat> we'll get to stay I'm in contact. My water. Oh, please don't do that. <coughs> I'm drowning. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm good. <laughs> I almost and died. she coughs up a fur ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I got nothing. Okay. That was, that was yeah, as far as my brain. Um... All cool. right. Well, let's do a podcast. You want yeah, to? Yeah, what are we talking about today? We are talking about, we're continuing our series mm-hmm. on the gifts of the goddess. Right. So this time we're talking about the power to cure disease. Cool. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, the It's a longer than that. It's the power to cure disease of the mind, body, heart, and soul. Mm. So think about that. Okay. And, and I think, um, so these powers of the witch, or these gifts of the goddess, um, Again, if you haven't been paying attention to the whole series, which, go back, give it a listen. Um, These are the powers, these sort of innate powers that you see um, as a witch when you Mm -hmm. are starting to recognize your skills and abilities. Or, you know, you'll often have some, everybody has that grandma who could, like, cure warts and things like that, right? right? You got that grandma. Um, I did. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's... We would. She wouldn't call herself a witch. No, probably. but her her partner tales. might call her that. Yeah. Um, but we would recognize that ability mm-hmm. as um, something that we would consider witchcraft right. uh, as healing. 
Um, so these are some of the skills that are blessings of the goddess. Mm-hmm. These are um, they're things that everybody can tap into and everybody can awaken in themselves just as a human, um, but not everybody has that interest. Um, right. So, but if you kind of have that interest and, and you're drawn to healing or you, you know, things like that, you, you know, you may be, you may be a witch. You might be. Um, think about it. It could be something that could be happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so the power to cure disease. So some of this is just natural. Like, mm-hmm. um, like you said, the ability to, well, you didn't say that. I said that. Like I said, you have you have somebody in your family that can cure warts or that can right. do um, that can um, cold remedies, cold and... remedies, all kinds of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's all different ways that the power to heal sort of shows itself, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not just physical healing. And I think that's what is the difference between some of your. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Just keep listening because I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring it back around. Um, just healing of the body, mm-hmm. you know, just like going to the doctor, that sort of thing. I would not necessarily consider. I'm fixing to shoot my mouth off. Hold on, mm-hmm. it'll come back around. Um, I would not necessarily consider a medical doctor as um, necessarily a healer in this context. They can be. Mm-hmm. They can be. Mm-hmm. And they've definitely studied the body and things like mm-hmm. that. But they're working with the mechanical aspect right. of healing more mm-hmm. so than this... Hello, bird. More <laughs> so than the spiritual aspect right. of healing. Okay. Right. So witches can do both of those things mm-hmm. as well. But a lot of the healing that we do comes from energy healing, mm-hmm. you know, like balancing the energy. So so a lot of times we perceive um, disease mm-hmm. as as an imbalance somewhere in the body. Something right. is out of something's out of whack, mm-hmm. basically, is is when disease presents itself. Something right. is not either energetically flowing properly mm-hmm. or physically something mechanically is is uh is off. off. Yeah. yeah. So that's the way we um, we perceive disease. Mm-hmm. So in order to, you know, fix that, right? Um, there's all sorts of different ways we can do it. And there are, so there are energy healers that work with opening the, um, any places that, where there are blockages mm-hmm. in the, the flow energy. of energy mm-hmm. through the body. Um um, closing places where the energy is is moving too quickly, mm-hmm. just balancing out uh, the flow of energy, right? right? Um, so that's one method of healing, and often, um, and not always. So I, I understand that there's there's chronic disease, there's mm-hmm. there's uh, you know just mm, God, I'm gonna hurt feelings. I'm not trying. <laughs> to um, there are. Differently abled people, and that's not, I don't consider that a disease mm-hmm. or a sickness or something that needs to be healed. You know, right. that's your baseline. Mm-hmm. That's where you're balanced. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that can come with all sorts of difficulties. But what I'm saying as far as healing is when you're out of your out of your normal alignment, mm-hmm. out of what's balanced for you. So that, that balance is different for every person. Right. So just to be very clear mm-hmm. <laughs> on that. Um, 
But, and I'm not saying that if you're experiencing illness that it's your own fault because you're not thinking right. I am not saying that. No. So, no. Um, But if there is something that's out of balance, a lot of times it will eventually trickle down and express physically. Mm -hmm. You know, and it could be coming from, it could be an emotional thing. It could be um, a mental thing, stress. Mm -hmm. Stress does horrible damage to the body. And how does that work? Because energetically, Mm -hmm. it's starting to have an impact on your physical body. And for most people, they don't necessarily recognize that there's a problem at all until they start having physical symptoms Mm -hmm. because that's the body's way of saying, hey, Mm -hmm. something's wrong. Yes. So so really finding the root and often just treating the physical symptoms Mm -hmm. is not actually repairing the cause of the damage. Right. Um, Which is a lot of why I feel like our health care system in America is so crazy because we we divide everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like your your heart problem could have, you know, could be mm-hmm. stemming from somewhere else in the body or in these other parts of yourself that right. the medical doctors aren't necessarily looking at mm-hmm. or they're so specialized that they're only looking at one thing and not the interrelationship. Right. Um but anyway, so so directing, um, figuring out the root of the issue is a big part of the healer's work mm-hmm. and, um, and just sort of opening the way for healing to flow through, for energy to flow. And a lot of times we do that work. We work with um, plants. So you have herbalists that mm-hmm. can literally have chemical changes in the body that right. can help facilitate um, healing. So that's mm-hmm. really what, you know, healers are not healing you. They're opening the way for you to heal yourself. Right. They're creating the environment, um, you know, the best possible conditions for your body to do what it does, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they're not, it's not like in the movies where they're like, you're healed. Right. It's not like that. Um, but they're, um, but even when we're working with like plants and things like that, you can produce chemical changes in the body that can help with uh, mechanical imbalances. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also work with the spirit medicine of of the plant itself, mm-hmm. and that can help shift the energy of your body. You're bringing in essentially another spirit that's mm-hmm. helping you, that's helping facilitate that healing as well. Right. Um, so that's a lot of what is happening when you uh, go and you receive energy healing or even mm-hmm. like acupuncture and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's opening the flows of energy in mm-hmm. different ways. Right. Um, and like Reiki, you know, every, everybody's a Reiki master. Um, everybody, like everybody I know is like a Reiki master teacher um, because it's easy to learn. You mm-hmm. just open yourself up to that flow and you learn the symbols and it works mm-hmm. because it's, it's basically turning on a faucet. You've accessed this flow of energy right. that, um, that helps balance and create opportunity for your body to mm-hmm. heal itself. You know, it just gives you a boost. It's right. like, um, I don't know. It's like an immune system boost. It's mm-hmm. like a physical boost. It just helps bring in some outside energy to help you rebalance yourself, right. essentially. Um, so that's what you're getting. If you're going to a healing facilitator, they are going to be um, basically opening the space for for yourself to heal. Now, 
you have to be an active part. You have to be an active participant in your healing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to a healing facilitator, and they can create these conditions for you, and they can give you herbs, and they can give you flower essences, and they can give you spells and rituals. Mm-hmm. Things like that, too, can um, ceremony, healing rituals. They can help you, same thing, open the way for healing, mm-hmm. bring in the energies that are going to help facilitate that healing. It's like getting all your resources together, but you actually have to do the healing work. Right. Um, they can make you feel good for a <clears> while, <throat> but it's not going to last if you are not an active participant in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and this 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 happens. This happens a lot. People, um, particularly non magical people, that mm-hmm. come to that come to the witch. Your shingles out right on your door. They're coming to you. They're like, ah, oh, the witch, excellent. Um, and you give them the prescription, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really a prescription. Disclaimer: We are not medical doctors. Okay. <laughs> um, but you you tell them, okay, this is your problem. This is what we're gonna do. Um, You have to do this. You have Mm -hmm. to actively participate in this way. You have to light this candle. You have to take this potion. You have to do whatever it is. And then the person doesn't do the thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they come back. And it's like, my first question is, did you do the thing Mm -hmm. that I told you to do the last time you were on my door? (laughs) And if the answer is no, I'm like, come back when you've done that thing. Yeah. Because they're not interested in their healing. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put more, I'm not going to be more invested in your healing than you are. Right. You know, that's never going to, it's never going to work Mm -hmm. because they have to participate. So if you are a healer, you already know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. These people. (laughs) But anyway, um, but that really is one of the vocations of the witch is to offer healing. It's, it's an act of service to, Mm -hmm. to the community. You know, often the, the, the village witch was the wise woman, the cunning Mm -hmm. person, the person who had a knowledge of herbs, the person who had a knowledge of spirits, the person who, you know, had a knowledge of energy and, Mm -hmm. and knew the symbols. Um, so that's very much, um, an archetype of the witch. And it's not everybody's calling. Not everybody is, is, considers themselves a healer or is called to do healing work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is is one of the major archetypes of the witch. And people will expect you to be able to do that, even if you that's not your calling. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if you're on any sort of witchcraft or pagan social media, about every single day there are healing requests mm-hmm. going up. Um, and that's what people are asking for. They're asking for energy to facilitate mm-hmm. that healing. Um, and, you know, sometimes even just reaching out and asking for help is, is an act of being involved in your own healing process. Yeah. Cause that's not easy. And especially mm-hmm. not for everyone. It's not, it's not easy for me. Right. Um, at all. I'm working on that. Are you? I'm not succeeding, but I'm working on it. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's very difficult for me to ask for help. So I get that. And that can be part of the, part of the healing process mm-hmm. is reaching out and asking for help. Yep. Um, but yeah, well, we definitely see that as one of the vocations mm-hmm. of the witch. And often by the time someone is coming to the witch, it's because they've tried everything else. Everything else. Now I say often, but not always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the first stop. Um, and sometimes that can be because we're in denial. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be because... We just want a magical cure, and mm-hmm. we don't want to really put some effort in. Um, 
But the times where people are really in in crisis, they've tried everything. They've gone to every doctor they can think of. Mm -hmm. They've tried everything. And by the time they're coming to you, um, especially if you live in the area we live, it's because they're desperate. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really recognize Mm -hmm. where people are, you know, in, in that, in that, in that search for healing, um, because it's a big, it's a big responsibility, Yeah, you know, and, um, there are people that are very, I would say unethical Mm -hmm. with how they approach that, Mm -hmm. you know, or they don't recognize how vulnerable people are mm-hmm. by the time they're coming to you for witchcraft right. for healing. And and they will go to energy healers and acupuncturists and things like that before mm-hmm. they step on the witch's doormat. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna give them a potion or mm-hmm. some crow legs to you know, it's gonna get <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get weird. Um but yeah, so that's that's important to recognize. Um another aspect of being a healer mm-hmm. as a as a witch or taking on that role, you will very often um, and i'll I'll speak from my own experience and and from those that I know, you will very often find that the people who come to you for healing are often people who are experiencing something that you have experienced mm-hmm. and that you um, have processed, yeah because now you hold. Uh, you know, basically the energetic pattern mm-hmm. to to unlock that type of healing. And it can be, as a healer, particularly if you're dealing with trauma and, and mm-hmm. things like that, it can um, bring you to deeper awareness of your own healing process. Right. Um, it, can, it can trigger you. It can reactivate um, your own healing path. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very aware that that can happen and lean into it in those moments. Like when, when someone comes to you and they've experienced the same trauma that you have been working to heal from, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for you to go deeper with your own healing, you know, and to, um, to sort of learn more about that particular process and it can be very very difficult Mm -hmm. but um this is i don't know i'm gonna hurt my own feelings um there's no way for me to say this without sounding crazy It, it can give you a measure of peace with some of your trauma um that you're able to have that awareness that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying be grateful for your trauma, even though that's what it sounds like. Um, but it can give you a perspective that you wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult. You know, that's why so many people who've experienced trauma just keep their mouth shut because right. people around them don't understand. Mm-mm. Or they give um, these sort of half-hearted, mm-hmm. you know kind of bullshit responses. Oh, time heals everything. My grandma. Yeah. No. Well, it's like for me, I Mm -hmm. was the only one in my immediate family that was diabetic when I was diagnosed as diabetic. Mm -hmm. And that was very difficult because I had no one to talk to about it. And they were going by what the medical doctors were saying. Well, you can't have this. You can't have that. Blah, blah, blah. On down the line. But I was also married. I had two children at the time. And I mean, 
how do you completely change your life within the span of just a few weeks? You don't. It's, it changes over time. And when you have people and as good-natured and as sweet and as nice as the, and supportive as they're trying to be, if they are not in that situation and dealing with what you've had to deal with, they cannot relate, period. So naturally, it would be comforting to find someone who's going through the same shit you are. Um, and I've been through a lot of different things. A lot of us have. And people in your family won't necessarily be able to relate to that. So you look for someone who has been through similar situations or you happen to come across them or it's brought up in conversation for whatever reason. And you, you tend to talk to those people more because you can share how you cope with someone who's been through the same thing that you have, whether it be illness or trauma or, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. um, so well, I can, I can certainly illness see can that. be a trauma because yeah. it's a medical oh, trauma. It's a yeah. very big thing. And, and I think that... It's important, too, to remember that people in your life that don't know what you're going through or what mm -hmm. you've experienced really are not equipped to yeah. help you or give mm -hmm. you good advice. And they're not—it can feel really painful. It can mm -hmm. feel like you're not listening, mm -hmm. but they literally don't have the ability to hear. They, they are hearing what they are capable of hearing. Mm -hmm. And they are—not always. Okay, not always. Yeah. But they're often— really trying and mm -hmm. coming from a place of love. So Yeah, they really are. It can be um it can be difficult to be that person that wants to help mm -hmm. and really does not have the tools to help and doesn't right. know how to find the tools to help. Mm -hmm. And then the person is angry with you mm -hmm. because you don't have those tools. And it took me a long time to recognize to say, hey, look, you don't have these tools, yeah. so you need to shut your mouth mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're not helping. Yeah. Um, or I appreciate your, I appreciate mm -hmm. the energy that and the effort that you're putting into helping me, but it's not helping me. Yes. And that's that's a really nice way to put it. Well, look, and it gets um, exhausting. It does. I mean, the person who's actually going through it, they're frazzled and they're stress to the max and because they're, they're trying to figure out a lot of times they're in pain as well whether physical mental <laughs> emotional it doesn't mm -hmm. matter and um, they probably hear the spiritual. same shit yeah they probably hear the exact same shit three thousand times a day well have you tried this yeah yeah so they're at the end of their damn rope yeah so if they snap at you just zip it <laughs> and leave yeah and, and bring them food that they can yeah. eat um but yeah so so that's <laughs> um that's tough it's tough being it is hard it's, it's tough hard. being on both sides of that mm -hmm. particular coin. Yeah. Um, but but and I think people are, you know, some of the some of the work of witchcraft is actually in seeking what mm -hmm. you need. Like sometimes that's where the magic is. Like right. you actually making the decision to set your foot on that path mm -hmm. is what activates the power there. And sometimes I feel like we're energetically drawn to those people because I don't advertise. My traumas. It ain't no, out there. People don't know what they are. But the people who come to me mm -hmm. for help consistently, mm -hmm. consistently have experienced the same thing. They're so there's an energetic mm -hmm. component yeah, that draws that. people to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so tapping into that, you yeah. know, you can sort of feel that flow. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can feed that flow with healing mm -hmm. and, you know... That's it, it's a it's kind of a wild thing, mm -hmm. you know, when you when you experience it. And um, another thing that can happen 
when you are facilitating healing or when you are receiving healing, mm-hmm. even if you are facilitating your own healing, um, is a healing crisis yeah. where things sort of get a lot worse before they get better. Mm-hmm. Um, that often comes in cases where there's um, a mental, emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual trauma uh, that you've been blocking out, mm-hmm. that not looking at. And so once you kind of open that door, the floodgates come, come through. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of of doing your healing work um, is just looking under those rocks and understanding that mm-hmm. it, it can get a lot worse before it gets better. So once you start the process of healing and you're getting what you asked for, especially if you if you do a rush job, like if you're like, yeah. I have this this serious thing that needs to be healed mm-hmm. in a week. Well, all the same mm-hmm. amount of healing is going to still have to happen. Like mechanically, all the same mm-hmm. pieces have to knit back together. But you're you're trying to do it in a short amount of time. So that means that you're going to experience all those symptoms mm-hmm. in a more exaggerated way because the work's the, the work is the work. Yeah. You know, so it's often much better and tell your clients this and I'm sure if you're doing healing work you already know this mm-hmm. um, it's better to do slow and steady mm-hmm. it's better to do long term gradual healing gentle healing because the speed healing can be traumatic yeah. on the body mm-hmm. um, but I get it sometimes it's just got to go and you're you're willing to dive off in that deep end and that's fine um, especially with emotional stuff especially with emotional stuff um, gentle, slow healing, work mm-hmm. on one piece at a time, you know, lift the rock, let one worm crawl out, deal with that <laughs> worm and then go ahead. Like you you don't have to just burst the floodgates open, right. but, but often it's, that's what it takes to get the damn gate open mm-hmm. in the first place. You know, you just have to throw open the doors. Yep. Um, so be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about some different kinds of, of healing and they kind of all are, Different ways of facilitating the same idea mm-hmm. of unlocking um, different flows of energy. So um, we talked a little bit about just like Reiki and energy healing, like hands hands off energy healing, right. hands on energy healing. Um, all those different things are lending energy to the person to open the way mm-hmm. for the for the healing to occur. Um, we talked a little bit about herbalism, like working chemically with herbs mm-hmm. that can um, change the chemical nature of your body, like mm-hmm. actually affect things. So you have to be super, super careful, be very with, that. careful with that. Please concept. don't just read things on the Internet yeah. or even out of a book, mm-hmm. you know, or just out of a book. Um, you really, really need to know what you're doing mm-hmm. when you're working with that because there can be all kinds of drug interactions that you're not aware of. My dog is barking. I don't... I don't know if we can edit that out, but we'll see what happens. Um, the wind started blowing, and my dog was like, it's time for me to yarp. <laughs> anyway, um, but being very, very careful with working with herbs. Don't just read a recipe online or in a spell mm-hmm. book or something like that and put it into your body. Yeah, You need to understand mm-hmm. the chemical reactions between different herbs that you're putting right. together between any medications or supplements that mm-hmm. you're taking and whatever herb you're trying to put into your body, right. different preparations have different effects on, you know, the chemical nature. Different mm-hmm. parts of the plant have a different mm-hmm. uh, chemical nature. Different times that you harvest mm-hmm. have a different chemical nature. So y- don't put anything in your body unless you know what you're doing mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I, I don't I don't know how to stress this more. And do not go to people that you don't know mm-hmm. that are going to give you herbs or things like that to put inside your body or on your skin. And don't drink freaking essential oil. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Look, I will go on a tangent. I get so sick of like, I'll just call them out. No, I'm not going to call them out because I don't know. They might hear this video. But certain uh, multi-level marketing companies mm-hmm. that sell essential oils, and a lot of times they're fragrance oils and not even essential oils, but they tell you to put them in your damn drink. Do not put lavender oil in your fucking water. Stop it. Just stop. They will be like, put 50 drops in mm-hmm. your water every day. Stop it. Stop it. Don't drink essential oils. That's not... That's not what they're for. Just stop it. <laughs> Those companies do not have your best interest in heart. They want your money. The end. Okay. Moving forward. <laughs> Go to a certified herbalist. Look mm-hmm. at their papers. Look at who trained them. Look where their papers came from. There are no. Natu- there are natural. Who you're dealing with? Natural doctors. What's it called? Natural homeopathy. Homeopathy mm-hmm. or naturopathic. Yes. Doctors that you can go to, and there are even some pharmacies that are compound pharmacies mm-hmm. that you can go to, and a lot of them have a lot of knowledge about herbs and things like natural mm-hmm. um, healing. And um, by the way, magical properties and medicinal properties are, are not the same things. thing. Mm-hmm. They can be. But they they're not work, always. Right. They can, work so, in, they can work together, but they're not the same. Thing. No. And um, know the difference between elderberries and pokeberries. Like, <laughs> that's what we get mostly this time of year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, crystal healing. Yep. That's the same. That's kind of the same um, Work. You're working with the spirit of the crystal. You're working mm-hmm. with the um, s- crystals have a particular pattern mm-hmm. that um, aligns different different parts of your body. You respond to um, just the crystalline nature of, mm-hmm. of the crystals. So that's right. why, you know, this crystal's for that, that crystal's for that. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to carry them with you, and they do have an impact on your energy systems. Mm-hmm. They're not, well, I guess they could cause chemical. Uh, okay, also, while we're at it. Don't put crystals in your damn water. Yeah. Fucking stop that. <sighs> Girl, I see people putting, like, malachite in their water, and yeah. I'm like, oh, you oh, got that. Don't. So some stones um, leach out poison. Mm-hmm. Some are water-soluble. Mm-hmm. Um, you're pretty well safe with all the quartz families, mm-hmm. but also be aware that sometimes companies will dye quartz, mm-hmm. um, and those dyes can seep out into your water. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop. Rocks are not for eating. Yeah. Wear them. Put them in your pocket. You can Carry hang them, them around your, bra, your water whatever bottle. Whatever you need to do, but just yes. keep them out of your water. Keep bottle. them out of your water. And there are all these crystal-infused water bottles. Yeah. Just, just, y'all, just be careful, okay? There are stones that are perfectly fine to put in your water, but just know what they are. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. Do your research. Please. That's what we're saying. Do your research first. You know, I didn't even have to have these conversations years ago. <laughs> but now I do. So here we are. Well, so there's a lot of charlatans out there. There so. are a lot. In fact, that's on my list next. <laughs> I have two things. Ethics of healing facilitation and then fucking scam artists. So yeah. let's take those one at a time. Okay. 
So, ethics of healing facilitation. If you are um, new to the path uh, within the last year or two or five, you are not ready to be a healing facilitator. Um, and if I hurt your feelings, I am sorry, but that's because you haven't done your healing work is why you're offended. Um, you've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the time to study. You have got mm -hmm. to put in your own healing. You got to do your own healing work right. before you are ready to do healing work for other people. Mm -hmm. And it is not a responsibility that I take lightly. So mm -hmm. I implore you that if you are interested in in the vocation of healing that you learn what you're doing before you start working with the public mm -hmm. um because it is a huge 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 responsibility mm -hmm. and you can be you can cause a lot of harm and you can cause a lot of damage to people if you do not know what you're doing so know thyself the end. <laughs> know that craft. These are things we've talked yeah. about before. Do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's talk about some scam artists because they are fucking everywhere. And I hate them, precious. Um, but <laughs> there precious. are so many people online that offer readings and mm -hmm. offer... Offer. Um, healing facilitators will not private message you. Mm -hmm. At all. Probably. But definitely not to initiate a conversation. No. If they start a sentence with grand rising, run away. Yeah. <laughs> run away. Um, if someone approaches you and tells you that they have, um, they have seen this, they can see that you need this healing, mm -hmm. uh, run away. Because if you don't ask, they don't need to be telling you mm -hmm. that. So you already know that you're dealing with someone with um, questionable ethics. Mm -hmm. If you are a person who is a healing facilitator and you scan people without their knowledge, A, stop it, quit it, and two, tell them about it, mm -hmm. come on, um, then you might need to think about your own ethics yeah. because that's not okay. If someone comes to you and they need help, you can come to someone and say, hello, this is what I do. I would be interested in talking to you if you were, mm -hmm. you know, if you would like to hear it. And if they're like, uh-uh, then leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there are so many scam artists out there, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times people who are just coming into their understanding of healing or they just got that Reiki certificate, they're like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. That's why I like Reiki schools where you actually study and it takes time. Mm -hmm. They're not always like that. You can go get a Reiki master, you know, certification in a weekend. Don't come at me, but I have opinions <laughs> about that. Um, you can you can learn what you need to know, but most most Reiki schools that are, I would say, good Reiki schools, mm -hmm. you're going to get that first one, and then you're going to go home and you're going to work yeah. with that first attunement, mm -hmm. you know, on yourself, right? Okay, and then the second one, you're going to go home and you're going to practice with that attunement for a long time, mm -hmm. not just like come back next week. Mm -hmm. And then before you before you get that last attunement, um, 
you have to practice your work and hopefully you have someone who's guiding you and helping you because mm-hmm. things can come up and if you're not prepared for them or if you're energetically opening doorways mm. or if, oh, I'm doing some Reiki, but what we have here is a spirit attachment yeah. and I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, you can find yourself in some hot water yeah. and you can cause a lot more trouble for your client uh, than they even need. Mm-hmm. So... Please know your stuff. Know your stuff. If you did get your weekend Reiki certification, go home and practice. Go home and practice before you start turning around and selling it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's not That's a okay. big thing with anything that you do is practice. Practice, practice. Yes, especially if you're going to be, you know, and some things, okay, you can learn it and then go do it. Well, and maybe if you do a bad job, it's fine. But you can hurt people. Well, it's like being a, being a surgeon. You're not going right. to go to school for two weeks and then... Go cut somebody open. It's exactly. It is the same thing. It is the same thing. You're dealing with someone's energy system, and you can. You're dealing with their health. You're dealing with their psyche and emotional as well. Yes. Um, because I've seen I've I've done Reiki treatments on people, and they've had a lot of stuff come up. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've done it. And can you imagine if you were in a situation where you were completely unprepared for that? Yeah. That would be insane. Uh, one of my first massage therapy clients, I was a massage therapist in the past. And I went to school for it. I was licensed. I'm working on possibly getting my license back. But we'll see what Mississippi says. Um, it's the CEU thing that's got me tripped up. But anyway, um, I had probably my second or third massage client when I was out of school in private practice just totally melt down on my table. Mm-hmm. And we were told how to deal with situations like this, but there was a lot of stuff that was. But in you're that a witch, I so you not. were knowing some other stuff was coming up. Yeah, well, at that time I wasn't. Oh, I'm talking. This is probably. Oh, this is the before time. Thirty years ago, maybe. Yeah, that yeah. Was the before time. So um, <laughs> I was dealing with energy, and I and I knew about energy, um, but I, I she did she had a complete emotional breakdown on my table, and she ended up being fine. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot I could do for her other than just let her cry it out. Let her talk it out. Because um, you unlocked something. Yeah, I unlocked something, we and, hold it, and that it stuff is physically it's in, in your, the body. It's in your yeah, it is physical. Mm-hmm. It's energetic. It's emotional. It's spiritual. I mean, there's a lot of layers to it. So if you really don't know what you're doing, <clears throat> don't work on Just anyone go, go else study. until you've got some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of hours of practice uh, working on other practitioners is very, very helpful. Because and with a guide. Because you from each other. You need a guide. You need someone who knows what they're doing to mm-hmm. help you. Fit. Reading yeah. and, and, and doing your own research is fantastic. Yes, do I that too. I don't say anything wrong with that. Um, but the actual hands-on working of it, experience, you really need to practice. You can't get it out of a book. You cannot you really get experience can't. out of a book. You really can't. And what really, you know, and you would think, okay, well, let me go get some experience by doing mm-hmm. it. What you need is an experienced person to guide you and tell you these are the things that can right. happen. The, oh, this thing happened? Okay, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's important when you're working with other people. Right. Um very important when you're working with other people, especially if they're not practitioners because mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have the same language right. um, that you do. And they don't mm-hmm. necessarily have the same experiences that you do. Mm-hmm. And they can often be very superstitious or just scared. 
um, by things that can come up, and then it's going to be projected back on you. Right. So, and then you got a cross burning in your lawn. You don't want all that stuff. <laughs> no, nobody want to deal with all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, but we cross were talking about scam well. artists. They're literally everywhere, they and um, I really hate the ones that are. You know, like stealing, so uh, copying social media accounts and things mm-hmm. of actual practitioners. Mm-hmm. That pisses me off. And it's a really bad idea for them. Like, why would you do that? It is. And they prey on people who are... Who are vulnerable. Very, very vulnerable. Yeah. That's that's the part that pisses me off the most. Yes. They're not out to help anyone. Mm-mm. They're only they're out predators. to help themselves. Yeah. Ooh, y'all stop that. If it's any of y'all, get off my podcast. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, oh, okay. So, this is the last thing on my list. I feel like I've been running my mouth forever. What's our... I'm going to look... Me too. What's our time? We're good. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what the... I don't know what the hand signals mean. we got to come picking. up with a code. Um, some things that you can do to generate health. We talked yeah. a lot about what happens when you're having a health crisis mm-hmm. or when you're experiencing disease um, or when you're doing healing work. But some of the things that can have the biggest impact on your overall health um, is just the continued maintenance. You know, just like you take a shower at least mm-hmm. ever so often and, um, you know, you, you wash your hands and you, and you try to eat healthy and that mm-hmm. maintains your physical health, right? Right. Um, the same thing is true for your energetic health. There are um, you need to do your cleansing work. You need to do your purification work. You need to do you need to do your practice mm-hmm. um, because that will keep you fortified. It will right. keep just like there's physical bacteria and things mm-hmm. that can infect you. You can have energetic infections just the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're keeping your your shield strong, if you're keeping your aura cleansing work done, if you're doing your energetic and your spiritual maintenance, you're keeping your relationship with your spirits strong, um, then you're going to have less um, opportunities for disease. Now, let me just go ahead and say, I understand chronic disease is a different thing, or it's called chronic disease, and and that's, again, your baseline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if that's your baseline, or if that's a constant struggle, energetic maintenance will help but it's it's not necessarily going to cure you or or make that go away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you're experiencing chronic pain, it's because you didn't do your energetic maintenance. That is right. not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that when you do have chronic pain, because I do, my mother does. Like I I'm not a stranger to this. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't do your energetic maintenance, it is worse. Mm-hmm. It is worse. When you don't do your spiritual maintenance, it is right. worse. And sometimes that's all you can do is try to drag yourself to the altar and light that one candle. Um, and I'm not saying your daily practice has to be insane. Adjust for where you are mm-hmm. each day. Listen to your body. Be conscious of what's going on in your body, your mind, your heart, you know, your spirit. Mm-hmm. Just be aware and try to keep that as balanced as possible. And you'll stay closer to your baseline. Right. And, and, you know, those flares will be less impactful over time. Obviously, you're still going to have flares. You're still going to have bad days. You're still going to have low points. We're human. We're in a body. That's part of the cycle of being human. Um, But you can recover more quickly. You can... You you have the the support to carry you through those times. Mm -hmm. 
when you let that stuff go, then that just compounds what you're already dealing with. Um, so keep your, keep your, and if you're, if you're perfectly, you know, healthy all the time and you don't have, have any sort of chronic illness, um, do, do your, do your spiritual maintenance mm-hmm. and it, I was about to it say, will you keep still you, have to do maintenance. you still got to do it. It will keep you, um, in that, that keep healthy, healthy zone. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about those things too. And a lot of times that's the first thing to go. And look, a lot of times with chronic illness, particularly depression and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, I say just like you take a shower, but you know what? Sometimes taking Sometimes, a shower is a big job. Yeah. If you um, do that one thing. Yeah. And, then, and that's all you can do that day. That's okay. Yeah. So, you and know, it's the same. We all have those days. You have to energetically take that shower. Mm-hmm. The end. That's all Clean I got. Up. What you got? You do healing, healing facilitation work. You do Reiki, mm-hmm. Reiki stuff on people. I do. I do. It's been a little while, but I do. I still use it on myself quite a bit. I use it on my animals and... Mm-hmm. I have friends and yeah. things like that that I get my practice in on. You probably seen some crazy stuff. Mm. I've seen some crazy stuff because I do I've seen a lot. Some crazy stuff. I do some I, really cool stuff too, though. But yeah, I can do. But my um, the work that I share out in the world is more teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I can do healing facilitation, but it's not my. That's it's not what I'm. That's not what I'm selling for people. Yeah. Um, but. You know, naturally, I will offer that to students and things mm-hmm. like that in, in the community. Um, but the primary healing facilitation that I do is ritual and ceremonial. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's good at it. I ha- yeah, I am good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have seen some wild stuff happen. Oh, yeah. So, but I'm not going to divulge my my no. clients' stories. But but um, yeah, and I'm just like. Every time it happens, I'm like, "Woo! Thank <laughs> all the gods for my education because mm-hmm. I'm prepared for this instance." Yeah. And then I remember back to my early days when I was a wee baby, and so, God bless. I was so arrogant. I did some stupid shit. I did some stupid shit, but I learned <laughs> what not I think to you do. Were in, I think you were doing W two when I first met you. By then, I had done so much stupid shit. I had learned a lot. <laughs> Um, well, you know, you got to remember, I started uh, you were, studying you when were I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. yeah, I was a little, I was a little youngster, so I was already in my do stupid shit yeah. stage. Um, but she I was beyond that when I met her. But I was also doing stupid shit regarding witchcraft. I was a child, and I had nobody. Like there was no, I didn't know anybody to tell me, hey, don't do that. Yeah. So I try to provide that service mm-hmm. for people because I just am like, man, my my guides really were watching out for me because I could have. I was a dabbler at one time. This is why we don't dabble. You don't anyway, dabble. Don't dabble. Um, all right. That's all I got. That's all I got. That was good about then. the work of the healer. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun topic to talk about. I could talk about that for like one thousand years. This was just like an overview. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk for a thousand years about healing? Not today. Not today, podcast world. Uh, but anyway, so thank you for listening to the show. Come to our Samhain ritual. Yeah. Uh, we will both be there. Yes, we will. And um, you can hear me run my mouth some more, which isn't that exciting. <laughs> Luna says no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you for watching the show, and I hope you have a wonderful fall, and you're enjoying this wonderful weather. And uh, blessed be. Bye, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. It helps us get our podcast in front of more listeners just like you. If you'd like to get in touch with us, 
You can leave us a voicemail by clicking the link in the description of this episode, and you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. <laughs>